The Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is back at the Wedge in Sale on February 19th, 2022. Relive the 80s with two huge party sets of some of the biggest hits from Wham, Van Halen, Billy Idol and more. It's, it's on, on like, like Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong, but wake up and get your tickets before they go-go. Doors open 7.30 at the Wedge, 100 Foster Street Sale. Phone 5143-3200 for tickets or visit rewind80smixtape.com.au. Party hard and get yourself... From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? you going guys oh we're back for another week we're back for another week and we're going remote tonight mm-hmm. just because we're very very busy ahead of our big gig down at sale absolutely everyone's ready to come to the wedge on the weekend all our wedgies they're ready to come out oh all our little wedge tail eagles they're getting <laughs> ready to fly in that's can't right. Wait, they can't are. Wait. It's probably better very, than calling them wedgies, good. but that wedgie was very eighties. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, wedgies were massive in the eighties. And how was your day today? Oh look, I've just finished four hours of parent-teacher interviews, so I'm ready wow. to fucking <laughs> hang you yourself. Know, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to bloody. Have, have a couple of heroines and go to yeah, bed. Yeah, right. You heroines. know, you're with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Now, are you all ready for the gig? Are you all ready for sale? Well, I had to get up at seven this morning and do a, an interview with Gippsland FM, which was really cool. So I'm a Great. little bit tired. I've had conversations with the sound guys today. Trevor's been over today. With the right. sound, so I'm maybe seventy five percent there, but I've still got another three days. I think it's Wednesday today, so I'm ahead of myself, which is good. It's Tuesday, isn't it? It, it is, is Tuesday. Tuesday. Lovely, yeah, we've got an extra day. <laughs> Wonderful. It, it will be Thursday when you get this episode. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, people, please know, people in sale, people sort of in the Bansdale area and sort of down towards that area, Lakes Entrance, it's not far to drive to sale. It is not that far, guys. Is it? Is it in the scheme of things? Absolutely. You know what, though? It's far for us to come down from Melbourne. And then do a fucking three, four-hour show. We look forward to it, though. We can't wait to get down there. Exactly. 
you know, if you're in the area, please come down. We're almost sold out, but you can still get tickets, guys. So so please get in touch with the wedge. Yeah, it's three quarters full. We've got about maybe 70 tickets left. So I would get on the website, thewedge.com.au tonight and get them. I mean, there won't be 70 by now because it's this is coming out on Thursday. But, yeah, definitely book your ticket. I wouldn't wait for the night. And just so you know, the way things work is there'll always be a small percentage at the end mm. for sort of walk-ins, you know, because no one books anymore. People just like, oh, do you want to go to the 80s yeah. gig it, you know? Absolutely. And so, and so you want to get in before that little last-minute rush, you and know, we so have buy been, your yeah, tickets. Really lucky with the wedgies booking their tickets before the night. Because of yep. COVID, everyone is waiting to see how they're going to feel before they do the show. But we're coming, mate. So get your ticket and everything will be fine. Very, very excited. We're going to have a drink with you all hopefully after the yes, gig and see if we we're staying the night. You know, if there's anybody mm. interesting, you're welcome to kick on with us. We'll be having a drink after the gig. So That's good right. on you, guys. <laughs> we're all raring to go. I'm yeah. incredibly fit. Great. Um, yes, ready to go. Voice sounding good. I'm not sick, you know, no, so that's I'm all you can either. hope for. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, tonight's show is a good one. It sure is. Before we jump in, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to say a big happy birthday to my sister-in-law, Michelle. Happy She's turned birthday. 60. Just turned 60. She loves the show. She's in... Beautiful Tasmania, celebrating with the family this week, going hiking, doing all of that. I'm having a little Tasmanian gin, Mm -hmm. uh, organic gin in tribute to Michelle. So love you, Michelle. She's been in my life for most of my life. Yes, she would have. Um, Yeah. Let's give her a round of applause. Woohoo, 60. Yeah, baby. (laughs) It's a massive milestone. Good on you, Michelle. And she looks fu- – mate, she is fucking fit for 60. I actually didn't think she was that old. Not that mate, she's old, but she, she looked about 50 is, to me. Yeah, yeah. And she's just the best chick. I love Michelle. So glad you're having an awesome uh, 60th with the family and can't wait to have a drink with you very soon, Michelle. Love you. Amazing. Now also, j- just in the last couple of days, we lost – the amazing director, Ivan Reitman. Yes. Who directed and produced many films in the 80s and the 90s. He directed, of course, the Ghostbusters series. He also did the voice of Slimer. People don't realise that. He did the fucking voice of Slimer in the film. The director did it, you know. Oh, okay. And he did uh, Twins as well, you mm-hmm. know, with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. He would work with Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot uh, there on, he did like Kindergarten Cop and he did like a few other fucking films with Arnie. So he sort of turned Arnie into a comedian, you know, because Arnie was about as funny as a car accident before yeah, that. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, great director, huge sort of 80s favourite of mine. So that was, a, that was a bit sad, but go and watch his films. That's the best thing you can do. Absolutely. And I'm sure his son's very upset because... He did the latest Ghostbusters, yeah? That's right. The sun took over, yeah. Oh, wow. So So also we've we've got a country to thank this week. 
that I has, didn't know what you were going to say I then. I know, right? We've got a country, We've, a new country. We went number 11 in the music charts in Algeria. Algeria. Imagine going there. I'd oh, love, love to it. go. Love it. I, was I don't speak to the a music. word of that language. Yeah, no. Oh, I love it. And then we also crossed over into Algeria's podcast. So all the podcasts, uh, I think it was 245, which is a really good effort because once you cross over from music to the normal podcasts, you're kind of hitting, hitting the right area you want to be in, you know? That's it, exactly. And I think it's the first time that we've charted in both the podcast and the music charts, which is a huge leap for us. So thank you very much to all our listeners in Algeria and and get downloading, guys. Subscribe. Good on you. Thank you. Love yous. Brilliant. Let's jump in. Mm. Let's jump in. What are we talking about tonight? Bombshells and heartthrobs. Of the 80s. How yeah. exciting. It really like was it. a decade of of kind of bombshells and heartthrobs. Think about it, you know. You'll you'll resonate with every single uh, name that comes up tonight, I reckon, and it'll bring back memories. Just just people that, that, you know, they had the it factor. They may not have been like incredible actors or incredible singers or whatever, but they were just so fucking gorgeous. You could have watched them do anything. Yeah, that's right. So we started with uh, Weird Science, Oingo Boingo, and I thought that was appropriate because don't they build her into a girlfriend or something and that's their perfect woman? This is the thing. Mm. That's the whole premise. Weird Science, 1985, directed by John Hughes. This one stars Anthony Michael Hall and the they it's like two nerds. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is in it as well but two nerds and they design the perfect chick and she comes out and it's fucking Kelly LeBrock and she was, she was fucking stunning. She was scary when you first saw her. You went, oh, my God, that's incredible, you know. Really disarming beauty. Like she's she's quite piercing. I imagine in real life she would have, um, it would have been quite breathtaking to see her, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I was watching, um, look, Weird Science, even though it is a John Hughes, it's a fucking, it's a weird watch. It's a weird old film. It's a typically 80s, you know, and just fucking bizarre. You, you know, you, it, none of it makes sense, but it's just a heap of fun, you know. But I was watching a bit of um, Woman in Red as well, which is the other, I think it was her debut into film, uh, Women right. in Red and the... The uh, the soundtrack was done by by uh, Stevie, Stevie Wonder, Wonder. Remember? Yeah, yeah absolutely. My and, my um, family loved that. Woman in yeah. red, woman in red. Like, oh, everything was red in the eighties, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she yeah, looks like a red. different person though than Woman in Red. She looked completely different in Weird Science. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible She's how she was of, a bit of a chameleon like that. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, um, Woman in Red, she kind of was that object of desire as well. Um, you might remember, if you don't sort of remember the film exactly, you might remember a particular moment. Now, it's Gene Wilder and uh, he sees – he's sort of obsessed with this chick and he sees her sort of walking in this basement car park and she walks over sort of an air vent and it blows her red dress up and it's sort of, I guess, an homage to Marilyn Monroe but it's sort of 
It's like Marilyn Monroe coloured in, so that rather than the dress being white, it's red, you know, and it sails up and you get a good old view of her bloody, you know, everything. You see what she had for breakfast. Yeah, that's right, you do. And didn't yeah. he just go mental over it? He became obsessed. And remember, the didn't the missus give him like a, basically gave him a hall pass and said, all right, you can go and... You know, you can go and you're obviously obsessed. You can go and seal the deal with her, and he just couldn't do it. Remember? No, he just couldn't do it. No, yeah. she probably yeah. knew that. That's right. She was banking on that. She got knew three children. Uh, with Steven Seagal, is that right? Yeah, or something like I. I mean, fucking hell! Wow. Well, now, she still I mean, looks he was, great now. Yeah, she she does. Yeah, I mean, she's she'd be in her sixties now. I mean, Steven Seagal looks like he hates Steven Seagal, you know, but um, <laughs> she looks great. She looks great. That's <laughs> so there it. You go. She she was the first one I thought of in in this category. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely lovely. fair enough to say bombshell, Kelly LeBrock. Totally of the eighties. Bloody hell, awesome. So should we play the second one that we've got? Let's do it. There's a couple in this one, so let's have a listen. Song. It is a good song. Have you ever sung it? No, you reckon I could do it? Because yeah, I've tested I it. I do. I reckon it would go off in the it set. Would, it would so go off because it just takes you back to that year. Of course we're talking about John Parr, St Elmo's yeah. Fire, Man in Motion. Um, you just instantly feel like everyone's hot in the world when you hear it, you know? It's like fucking motivating. There's something it fucking is. motivating about it, you and know? And the bass is pumping. It's really driven. And I think yeah. it would be great to do. Fuck yeah, it's When exciting. we gig constantly, that would be nice and we can put all these songs in. And it's coming in. up. It is. It's coming up and they're pouring out, I tell you. you. You know, we're coming to a town near you. We are. So I put this in because I found Demi Moore was a little bit of a heartthrob. Not for me but yep. for a lot of men. Oh, yes. maybe I looked at her once or twice. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, she's fucking yeah. gorgeous. And You'd Rob Lowe. Yes. Oh, well, look, 
all the Brat Pack were in that one, weren't they? Most of them. Yeah. But and the thing I is- remember at the time, I remember at the time, um, my brothers getting really fucking excited about this film. Is it a good you know, film really though? Excited. Like honestly. Um I mean it's 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 iconically 80s. Mm. Um and it's about can you remember what it's actually about? I don't know. I always remember hoping that Rob Lowe and Demi Moore got it on and it never fucking happened. I'm pretty sure it didn't happen or did it happen? Bloody hell, I can't remember. He would have fingered it behind the scenes. But they both look incredible now, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it were really they drinking? Was, oh, mate, it, whatever they could get their hands on. <laughs> this one, this was directed by good old Joel Schumacher, another sort of big iconic 80s uh, director. Uh, this one, of course, yeah, Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe Demi Moore, Emilio Estevez, Ali Sheedy, Judd Nelson and Andrew McCarthy. Andy oh, McDowell was one. in this as well. So, so Andrew McCarthy's another one as well. He's a, he was a big '80s heartthrob, and it, he, he sort of he sort of was hot, mate, in the '80s, and then not after that at all. Remember? I don't know. I don't know when friggin' um, Weekend at Bernie's was. I can't remember which year that came out. That would have been the '90s. Oh no, it was '89. That was '89. Yeah, so, so this was of, 84. This was yeah. way, yeah. So that fits my theory. He he would have been very much a free, you know, very much an 80s, 80s heartthrob and that was it because he didn't do a lot after the 80s. I think you were but, lucky um, to do anything else if you were in this kind of genre. Like yeah, even Molly yeah. Ringwall sort of went nowhere, you know, and that's horrible to say yeah. but – she even says she didn't want to do it anymore. It was like they burnt them out or something. And then I was like, well, I, I don't want to do this. Even even though like the the notion of being a teenager was invented in the 1950s. Like you were you were before that being a teenager wasn't a thing. You were you were a child and then you were an adult, you know right. what I mean? Yep. And um, being a teen you know that was that whole concept was was sort of um, oh, not invented but just popularized in the in the fifties and the eighties was very much like a uh, like a a retro of the fifties. There were a lot of sort of fashions and shit carried across, and sort of it's almost like being a teenager and and just like teen teen culture just exploded in the 80s, you know. It mm. was all about being young and gorgeous and, um, you know, high school angst and sort of, you know, teen romances and heartthrobs and all of that shit. So the Brat Pack and everything, that's why they were so massive. So you had a lot of these young stars that were young in films. They were doing a lot of films that were sort of centred on teenagers and that really didn't get done before. You know, films that that really kind of uh, no, they didn't know. Yeah, yeah, zeroed in on the teenage uh, life. It was more family life. orientated. You know, that's right, exactly. Mm. Or about old cunts. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you had a lot of these young stars that were sort of were living in this the, the adult world of Hollywood, and they'd get fucking burnout and drugs and alcohol and shit. You know, so. 
And that's right. And these kids that are watching the movies grow up and get married and have kids of their own and the whole generation moves forward and sometimes to keep up with that it's really tricky, you know, Mm. because, you know, the producers go, oh, no, you're too old now, you're 27. I mean I remember someone saying to me at 24, oh, you're way too old to do music now. It was just such a big thing. In the yeah. 80s to be young and, and hip and good looking. But in nowadays you can be 50 to 60 and still hot, you know. Like we've seen with the new Sex and the City, the girls are older but fuck, don't we all love that show, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's almost like, it's almost like you're in your 20s right up until you're like 55. 40. Yeah, 40 or 50, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. almost like... All the age groups now are a lot wider. It's like you've got a lot more time and space and, you know, there's not that urgency to fucking get married and have kids and all of that shit. You can you can just sort of discover yourself, you know? Yeah, that's right. No one's sort of mm. living the society, what society wants you to do. So this next one we're going to do is totally the opposite and it's the opposite in where all these people looked old but they were hot and they still look the same now because they looked 50 <laughs> when they were in this show. But it's the shoulder God, it pads. It was huge. It was the shoulder pads or something. But let's give the theme a go. This will take you back, kids. The theme, the orchestration of it though. It's beautiful. I think that's like a French horn or something. Oh, it's beautiful. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's they like don't make luxury, them like that you anymore. know. So exciting. You hear that song, you oh, bloody hell. And you think, you know, what do you think of when you what, okay, what's one thing you think of when you think of dynasty? My mother. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Cigarette smoking in the laundry and cigarette smoking in the lounge room. Right. This was like prisoner for me. I had to hide under the couch and just smell the cigarette running through the room and watch the show because I was too yeah, I, well, right. I was too young, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck. What do you think See, of? It always made look. This was massive, and 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 Linda, what's her name? Evans. Linda, Linda Evans. Evans was like the biggest thing on TV, she was. mate. She was like a goddess, mate, on TV in the eighties. She fucking ruled it, and really, 
She was as boring as batshit, let's face it. She was very nice, but she carried the grey hair look very fucking well, you know. Now everyone's got grey hair, but this was a really weird time to have that colour hair. It was. It really inspired sort of generations of uh, Turak and and Double Bay. (laughs) Kath and Kim as well. Double Bay blondes, you know. Yeah, Prue and Prue. Prue and Tro, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So... Fucking Linda Hamilton, also Joan Collins, you know. Joan Collins, mate. Oh, fuck. She was massive. She was sort of like the villain to to Joan's goddess, you know, Uh, to to fucking Linda's goddess. And they were bombshells, without a doubt. They would have been. Totally. I don't even know how old they were, but they looked 50 to me. Oh, well, you know, that was the um, thing. Was this a fucking what's his name show? I think it was that did bloody nine one two one zero or that shit show. Yeah, it's an Aaron Spelling production. Is it? So oh, it's well, he of... loves old cunts. That guy, doesn't he? Yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. He just gives them the superannuation package and puts them in fucking pearls, and they're See, rich. See, this was a huge earner for him. This was huge. this sort of cemented his empire, and he was incredibly rich from this show, Aaron yeah. Spelling. Yeah, and it's that's interesting right. that he went from sort of old cunts to teens because you got to think like um, you know the phenomenon that we were just talking about, like exploring teens' lives and stuff. Nine hundred two one zero started. It was developed in eighty nine. It kicked mm. off, I think, in nineteen ninety. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it, all the development and the casting and everything that was happening at the at the uh, sort of last the the closing cusp of the eighties. You know. But and that's right. So big big transition. Those kids looked older than they were, though. I mean, you can't tell me that bloody thing with the glasses was thirty five going to school. <laughs> what was her name? I remember having Fucking a conversation. Gabrielle. Yeah. Gabrielle Carteris. I or remember something. having yeah. a conversation with Rob Mills because I was doing an interview at Joy FM. Uh, a couple of years ago and we were laughing Mm. about it because it was on at about (laughs) two in the morning for a while and we were just piercing us, oh, we've got to watch the kids that are 35 going to school, you know, and I think that was (laughs) his thing. Somehow Aaron Spelling just created these characters that were fucking old and made them young again but the one I really love from Dynasty is Emma Sams who played Fallon. I loved her with a passion. Oh, right. Okay. And yeah, Catherine yeah, Oxenberg yeah. who played Amanda Carrington. So for Lovely. me, those girls looked about 27, 28. They probably weren't. It was the hairstyles and the makeup and everything that made them look – I guess they had to look older because you wouldn't be young and rich, would you? I don't know. What happens in that world? I don't know. I guess you're in too busy in rehab or away on yeah. holidays all the time. But yeah. definitely bombshells and a really interesting look at the difference of the older generation. But I've got a clip here that I want to play which is really cool from Dynasty and it's the cat fight that Alexis <laughs> and Crystal have. So let's have a listen. Are you going to shoot my heart out because I've sent her back to the boondocks where she belongs? Stop the charade, Alexis. I know. I know what happened that day I was out riding the horse. You shot this gun. It wasn't a car that backfired. You were out shooting and you saw me riding and it was no accident. 
You don't know what you're talking about. You're insane. You were jealous. Jealous because I was going to give Blake a child. And you couldn't stand that, could you? No, no. You're jealous because Fallon's had her baby and that's made you even more paranoid. Well, I didn't cause your accident, Crystal. Just as I didn't cause your barrenness. So, if you've quite finished... I haven't. I didn't cause your barrenness. I, lo- I love like all the all the ADR, all the all the sort of post yeah. audio yeah, that yeah, they've yeah, done. I love like, it. Eh, yeah. Eh, yeah. Eh. Cuz it it was totally <laughs> totally fucking, you know, like stunt actors hitting each other and shit. Well, if you if you watch that today, it takes you back to when you were little watching this cat fight cuz this was one of the biggest things that happened in the show. Oh, yeah. When these yeah, yeah, two yeah. Bombshells got together and whacked each other out, you know. And it was, mate, Aussies ate this shit up. Absolutely. Ate it up. They loved it. And it's completely disconnected from our lives. Totally is. We didn't live like this. Now, we never think of old John Forsyth that played old mate Carrington. What was his name? Fucking... Anyway, but he yeah. was like the Carrington he was like the lead character, and you never sort of you think about him afterwards. You know what I mean? But he had an incredible career. Mm. He was um he brought he he sort of cemented the whole luxury thing. He he was a gentleman. He was an American gentleman, and 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 really sort of cemented the he 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 was rich. He came across as rich. You know, Blake. Um, Blake, Blake, Blake. That's right. Blake. That's right. Just had a parent-teacher interview about a boy called Blake. Wow. That's an old name for a young boy. Yeah, he's a naughty little shit. You'd be giving him a tontini. Really, really tontini. Oh, fuck. That's right. Oh, there's got to be one. There's got to be one. Yeah, well, look, I, I... think they were all bombshells in this. Every mum wanted her hair done like Joan Collins or, you know, they just loved it. Every young girl wanted yeah. to be Emma Sams or Catherine Oxenberg. I loved Catherine Oxenberg. Yeah. Like I just, you know, yeah. if you know that name, you know. Mm. But the good now, old I think fat, my, Yeah, I think my friend Kerry, mm-hmm. um, Kerry, Kerry, she's an Australian actress. Let me think. Kerry. Kerry, Kerry, Kerry. Armstrong? Kerry Armstrong. I believe Kerry Armstrong. I did a I did a play once and Kerry Armstrong played my mother. Wow. Um, and she was an old hornbag. I love her. Gorgeous I caught woman. up with her. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely beautiful. She actually had um she did like a whole year. She it wasn't just a guestie. She she did a whole year on on Dynasty. Yeah, um, no, she did. It was big news yeah. in Australia, big news. Oh, it really was. She was absolutely gorgeous in it. But, um, yeah, great chick, Kerry. Look, in another lifetime, Kerry, I, I will marry you, you know. <laughs> yes, so, right. You know, who knows, wait. who knows. That's right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Good on Legendary. you, love. 
Yeah. Now, I watched this show on the weekend, this next – there's a couple of your heartthrobs in this show and yeah. I fucking – I'll just play the fucking clip but it's it's on Saturday mornings I think on Foxtel and I had students on Saturday morning. I thought I'll just sit here and watch this show and it's called Full House. So this is a, a little edit from Full House and this is the actual episode I watched and it just so happens that two of your – you know, heartthrobs are in it. So let's have a listen. What's going on out there? I don't know. Let's go find out. Comet, you stay there and keep my pillow warm. And dry. Here we go. I, I don't know the words. Nobody does. So let's go back to the chorus. I said I do it right. Oh, You got them all. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll explain that scene. So that is John Stamos singing, who's gorgeous, and yes. Scott Bayo comes through as the old mate. They were in a band together years ago. He's rocked oh, up to fuck. the house and John Stamos now have all these little kids and he's obviously got a girlfriend and he's serious about being like an uncle or whatever. And I was just watching yeah. it. And I swear to God that little Olsen thing is a fucking little cunt. I can't stand that Olsen baby. I loved them when they They, got older but so annoying. They look like pigs, don't they? Oh, they – oh, look. And it was like she had this one line to do like – Doggy, doggy ate my ice cream, and I'm thinking they oh, used that like, line fucking yeah. twenty times. Not and everyone very good. would like go, oh, <laughs> yeah. I fucking hated them. I yeah, hated them. look, I liked them when they got older, but when oh, horrible kid. They you they know. just look sort of snotty. You know what I mean? Very snotty, like a little fucking snotty. You know. Anyway. Yeah, so those two were in Full House, and that John, started John Stamosh. And don't look, don't they uh, um, don't they sing fucking My Sharona in this ex- episode? I don't, don't think they sing I My the Sharona. They they'd get old John Stamosh singing whenever they could because he he uh, he you know he was hot, he was a hot. singer. Yeah. Oh well, he's he fucking puts, hot. He thinks he's put down as a singer, guitarist, and actor. So I don't know where he does That's that. That's right. But He's in, yeah. But it's a sandwich I'd like to eat, put it that way. I was just watching it going, Tell you yeah, what. that's a good sandwich. That, I'd go skiing he would have, that. He would have been packing some heat. I, I don't know about Scott Bio, although he did go out with fucking Pamela Anderson in the 80s, remember? Oh, yeah, that's, he did. that's what sort of... That's what brought Pamela Anderson on to the radar because she was she was a nobody and then she started going out with Scott Bio and started getting in the magazines. Well, they're like, you know, oh, this chick's gorgeous, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I um, really kind of enjoyed that episode but as soon as the kids or the little Olsen twin came up and wiggled her bum, it was just that shit you do at music schools, at concerts to make yeah. them cute, you know. Yeah. Um, Shut Shut the fuck up. I hate all yeah. that shit, you know. But John Stamos and Scott Bauer were gorgeous fucking together. 
and really good actors actually. They weren't just look good looking. They were good actors. I love Scott Bayo in Happy Days as well. They had, they had like lots of spunk, you know, like they just yeah, they sort did. of – Fucking had it, mate. You know, and and, yeah. and you know what? Like wog wog heartthrobs were massive in the eighties. You had they were. you had Stamosh, you had Scott Bio, you had like Bio, yeah. uh, Travolta, you had fucking who else? They they were Travolta huge. was big. Yeah, Ted, uh, Tony Danza. Tony you know? Danza, yeah. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. That's right. He could have in the 80s. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, yeah. Just because they had they had balls, you know? And and look like you look at fucking um what's the character from Happy Days? The fucking, you know, E. That one. Oh, Fonzie. Fonzie. That's mm. a, an Italian character, even yeah. though he's a, a white act. You know, that that yeah. that kind of that kind of Fonzie thing was massive, you know. Like yeah. they were looking, they were looking for the Fonzie in reality. You know what I mean? Mm, that's right. Uh, People loved him. Yeah. So that's should we right. run a TV commercial with we a should. with a bombshell in it? Yes. Here we go. Feel it in the air. New fragrance from Impulse. If a man you've never met before suddenly gives you flowers, that's elation. The exciting new fragrance from Impulse. Wow. I didn't even know that was a word, elation. What's elation? Oh, it means you're elated, like you're extremely happy. Well, that commercial has our own Elle McPherson in that. She plays the girl getting flowers. We have done Impulse before but I thought we've got to put Elle in this list for bombshells. Oh, yeah, absolutely, mate, absolutely. she was the the body, you know. Now, what did the ad say? If if a man you don't know gives you flowers. Yeah, that was the thing with Impulse. Don't report him to HR for (laughs) harassment. Fucking... Take it as a compliment. Don't yes. hashtag me to him. Yeah, Just don't take the bloody flowers. dob him in. Just bloody give his undercarriage a bit of a how's your father. Oh, That's you... I know. How much of the, is the world changed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Know. Yes, Al McPherson, right. Fucking bombshell city. I can see why you've chosen this. Yeah, I love her. I love her. I, I mean, Tab was the thing that made her huge, as we know, walking yeah, along yeah. the beach. She just had and an she incredible she went so body. far. She went so far. She did. She did. You know, because she was doing she, – she was famous in Australia because of commercials, you know. She, mm. she, she did Tab and this kind of shit and kind of this and that and then, then she moved on to Sports Illustrated and – then she was doing like big international stuff. She became a fucking supermodel and was like a shareholder in the. Remember they did like um, fashion cafes. Yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. shit in the nineties yeah. with the supermodels. Yeah, she was on par with like Cindy Crawford and all of them. You know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Got um, into acting. She was in a Batman film and Friends. Yes, she was and in Friends. Friends for a little while, which is a good gig to get. 
You do you do those two on your on your acting CV, you can retire. Yeah, well that's right. She did do a shit film though in the eighties called Sirens. Which oh, was crap. Yeah, that's right. Remember that? That's I can't right. Oh, that other thing was in it too. Bloody oh. Kate changed her Kate, name. Kate who married Packer and it's now Zipporah or something. Oh right. Yes, yeah. Kate. Anyway, it was 90s. So, and the other mm. one was, um, wasn't it the one from who's married to Ellen now? Is that right? No, Portia Am I wrong de Rossi. About that? Portia I de know. Rossi. I can't remember. I think that might have been Portia's, um, uh, you know, her, her debut into film. I think I'm right about that. Let's look it up right now. So, Sirens, Sirens. That was, look, it was it was sort of more notorious than it was. Oh, it was Good. 1994. You know what I mean? Sorry, guys. I thought it was 80s. Fucking looked it. 94. It had um, um, old mate from Four Weddings and a Funeral in it, remember? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Sam Neill. Right. Yeah. Couldn't tell you what it was about, but yeah. It was about yeah. life drawing or something, but I think they just all shagged or something. Yeah. Now, Kate Fisher is the name we're trying to think of. And um, she's now actually Zipporah Malka. Portia was in it reason. as Giddy. Oh, she that'd was be giddy. right. Pamela Raby was fucking in it. Do you remember Pamela that? Pamela Rabe. She oh, played Rabe, the tall woman. Yeah, she would have. She's very tall. Yeah. yeah. Did not know that. I mean, God, she's done a lot of stuff. but Good old Portia de Rossi from Horsham. Yeah. Orig- originally Amanda Rogers. Yes, yes, before she was modelling, yeah. Yeah, well, Edward used to do her hair Leban- and makeup. Now she's Lebanese. Oh, no, lesbian. Okay, cool. Le- All right, just, <laughs> That's just right. That. Good old and Golden Girls joke there. That's she's right. She's a good faithful. But, yeah, Al was, look, put Australia on the map there for a while. Yes. You know? I'd love do you to like see Elle? her map. Would you bang Elle? Tasmania. Mate, I would do anything yeah. to... C-L in the nude. <laughs> yeah, Just course. like, you know, like I'm uh, only human, like every yeah, man. Yeah, 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 I, I really, I really think she sort of transcends, oh, mate, she she was just like it in the – I even had her calendar. I think I got right. given her calendar for Christmas one year. Right. And, and I never actually got to – Kind of put it on the wall because all the pages were stuck together. Nah, you know? yeah, that's pretty eighties. Yeah, that's did an you 80s actually one. put posters on your wall and crank yourself to it to them? I did. Right. I did. You know who I used to have on my wall was like um, I had Melissa Couts. I oh had, yeah. Uh, wow. Anna Nicole Smith. Wow, Pam- you were trashy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I like the sort of tranny women, which kind of explains everything, doesn't it? Yeah, if I hadn't known you back then, I probably would have known more about you for sure. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, let's keep moving. Who we got next? Well, we've got to mention this gorgeous girl, Brooke Shields. Bombshell. Oh, yes. Bombshell. 100%. 100%. Now, I want to do an episode on the fucking movie Blue Lagoon because that is just so good. It's it's really, really good 
and at the same time extremely controversial. Absolutely so it controversial, is, yeah. It is very interesting, very interesting. It is. It's she's kind a, of fantasy she, meets fucking stupid really, isn't it? Is she a Scientologist? Fuck, I hope not. Brooke Shields? Um, yeah. Not that I know of. For some reason sh- there's some link there with um, Tom Cruise but they might have just known each other in the 80s in the biblical sense, you know. He didn't shag her or anything. Could have. Yeah. All right, yeah, Brooke Shields look huge, huge. She was like a Mickey's Whistling, so that's a fucking, you know, yeah. endorsement there. She, okay. she, she's Her mum, she, you know, had the full-on stage mum, yeah? Yeah, she did. Mum was pushing her into it in her early teens. She was sort of tall beyond her years, uh, you know, developed beyond her. She, she was fucking gorgeous when she was a teenager. And I think in... Blue Lagoon, she was like 14 or something like that. Yeah, she was only a baby. This, yeah. The situation with Brooke Shields and her mum reminds me a little bit of the Britney situation but it yeah. was just a yeah, bit quieter. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because mum, mum was, was quite a bit of a nutcase. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I, I remember seeing a photo of the mum when I was a kid and thinking right back then, nah, you're a cunt. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So I wanted to look at it as because I obviously was obsessed in Blue Lagoon as a little girl. I don't I think. I was obsessed with it too. Yeah. It was the first porno that I ever watched. Yeah, it was like a porno. That's right. But it was something you could watch. It was like the watch. best. Yes. It was like the best porno you could ever watch. And, and it was um, it was sort of, I I really feel like it was sort of. How a lot of parents got the birds and the bees conversation happening. Really? Oh, I 100%. never. 100%. I never really asked my parents. I was almost embarrassed. The thing that freaked me out about the movie is this part I'm going to play now. And if you listen carefully, you're going to know the part I mean exactly. We'll just play this clip. It's pretty special. the shit out of me. Oh, yeah, that that's scene. the rape scene, is it? No. She gets no, her what, period. Ha- oh, okay. But the thing is the way they portray it, it's like she's been bitten by a shark. There's so much blood. So well, they I'm, didn't know, did they? They didn't know what was going on. The they kids. didn't know what was going on, but there's no way there's that much blood, right? 
Not on your first period. It's not that heavy, you know. God, I hope not. Well, uh, if you watch the clip, it's fucking through the water like it's she's her legs been bitten off. And as a kid, I thought, when is that going to happen to me? And what do I like? What's going to happen? Like, what the fuck is this? And then you start to think when you're watching it, maybe this means she can have babies. Because that's when she right. has the bubba, right? But yes. it, it was it was just something I didn't discuss with my parents. But it fucking freaked the shit out of me, knowing that one day I could be in the water and bleed like that. Gee, they only got a couple of roots in before the kid came and started cramping that's their right. style, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, she did. She only fucking got a couple. Hell. In. Yeah, they must be from Frankston. I have no idea, but it was kind of it got you a little bit horny watching it as well, like when you're a kid. You just a go, little bit, yeah. It was. You full didn't on. know what was going no, on as a kid. No. You were like, "What are these fucking feelings stirring yes. inside of yes. my loins?" You know, like you didn't know. It's, I, did, I might watch it after this. Yeah, no, it's fantastic, and we should do an episode on it because it is really controversial. It's 1980, so it's definitely 80s, and just mm. the things that happened to these children. And the thing is, they were kids. Christopher Atkins was young as well. But I know, you know she what they was used totally to do. <laughs> so he was like, he was like in his, I think he was in his early twenties. And have he been, was yeah. fucking stunning too. In the, look, really, it's like male and female perfection. It's it's like look, it's 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 the Adam and Eve myth is what you're really looking at, you know, and it's yep. um and sort of the the. The the old bloke, I think he was the uncle dying. That's like God, and they're losing their innocence. And it, you know, really, it's the Adam and Eve myth, you know. But um, what was I going to fucking say? They used to <laughs> he they wanted them to fall in love in real life. The director oh. wanted them to fall in love, so he used to get he used to before they even met. He used to get photos of Brooke Shields and put them in Christopher Atkins' locker and the very first thing he'd see in the morning was fucking Brooke Shields. And he's this raging, like raging, on. raging hormonal. And so, you know, he fucking turns up day one, start filming with a big fat rager in his pants, like hasn't even met Brooke Shields. And I think they did have a, a crush on each other Initially, but she sort of look. She was fourteen. She got very, she got sick of him. She got sick of him. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that were the days where that. Why would you encourage that? You know, but in the eighties, there were no working with children cards and all that kind of yeah. bizarre. Um, I thought. Oh, see, he had the same surname as me at school. So when I was at school, uh, yeah, I had Atkins. So if a kid would piss me off on the playground. I would tell him yeah. I was um, related to Christopher Atkins because he was huge in Pirates of Penzance and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then oh, I'd say, oh, you know, I went went to his house and Olivia Newton-John was there and I'd tell this fucking hideous story about who I was and they'd never <laughs> touch me again because they thought I was connected to them and I used to she protect myself. She knows Blue Lagoon. She knows yeah. Blue Lagoon and she knows 
Olivia Newton-John, you know, like I because yeah. I've got a Pisces moon as well and astrologically you're very creative and, and dreamy. You start to believe your own bullshit and remember everything you've said because the next mm. kid would get the same story, you know. Yeah. But it used to protect me a bit because I used to get quite – I used to get bullied at school a lot it wasn't well, if you're until, an artist, that's yeah, what happens. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't even tell anyone I was an artist. It was just something I was just little and I was innocent and I didn't talk much. Now I'm totally the I'm – to, it's probably what made me actually. And, yeah, uh, toughens you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to bullshit and say I was related to Christopher Atkins and the kids would leave me alone. I just remember doing that. <laughs> oh, good on you. But, that's yeah, good, good old – I think Brooke Shields is gorgeous. And still yeah, gorgeous. Absolutely. I think I'm on her Instagram. She 80s icon work, and I mean fucking she went out with Michael Jackson as well, you know. Mm. Andre yeah. Agassi. Yeah, that's Hugh, right. Married him. Hugh, Remember him and his yeah. bad fucking wig. I've started the book. I haven't finished it that you bought me. Oh, I've yeah, started good. it. It's fucking is it, great. Is it? It's really good. It's number yeah. one bestseller. Fucking yeah. Number it's one really bestseller. fucking good. Well, you know, those two would have gone really well together because he kind of didn't like his dad and she didn't like her her mum because they were pushing them into things because he never wanted to play tennis. So they were both Mm. sort of brought together, I guess, as a, oh, Uh, that happens to me too, you know. Yeah, legitimately they could have fucked the parents off, you know, by getting married. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, well, that's right. Very Janet Jackson. Exactly. But, yeah, good old yeah. Brookie. But your next one is is a great one because this is sort of left of centre. But I really love this chick and I totally agree as being, I reckon she's a bombshell. Gotcha. So I've got a little interview with her. Would you like to hear it? This yes, interview please. Is, this interview is very funny. Oh. Finally, Morgan, a role that is not a conniving little trollop. Well... <laughs> Well, I, I don't like to think of them as trollops. Um, aggressive women, perhaps. <laughs> Actually, I've been fortunate. I've never had to play women who were less than smart. Um, so I've never had to deal with the dumb blonde category, just the, just the bitch category. Uh, at least I'm not a dumb bitch. You know, it takes brains to be a bitch and manipulate people, so I haven't had to deal with that one. Morgan Fairchild is launching a one-woman campaign to change that TV shrew image. She's joined the cast. Fucking hell, what an awful fucking interviewer. Oh, who does that? Trollop is such a bad word. Trollop. But just like if you're an actor, that's not how you judge your characters. Of course you don't. And so what if the characters were fucking trollops? Like, oh, you know, that's not how – you don't think, oh, I play this real asshole. It's not what you think when you're an actor. You're playing a real person. You know, even if somebody is an asshole, they don't think they're an asshole. They just think they're a person. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. So if you're like starting the interview by saying, oh, you're playing a trollop, it's totally off the mark. You know, that that would have fucked me off. Can you remember – can you remember, I think it was Matt Tilly and he was, what's that, the blonde comedian, Mika, Amy Schumer? And he, yes. he sort of, he was interviewing Amy Schumer and he said, like, you play, I think he said, you play slags or, you know, your character is a, 
a scrag or a slag or something like that. Mm. She it very similar to this interview. Yeah, right. And she straight away clapped back and said, "Why would you bring up your mum?" Oh my god, that's <laughs> yeah, Bernie's. She, she completely cut this prick down and um oh, I think he I think there were sort of repercussions. You know, it was really off the mark to fucking yeah, just paint somebody's character like that because that represents like Months, if not years, of their work, that characterization for some yeah. fucking interviewer to come and brand it like that, you know, shit house. And Morgan Fairchild was a beautiful looking woman with gorgeous Morgan eyes. Morgan Fairchild. Now, you would never hear of Morgan Fairchild outside of this kind of show, guys, like, like an 80s show, you know what I mean? She was sort of. More famous for being Morgan Fairchild than any of her work. Yeah, well, she didn't do really. I mean, Falcon Crest was huge, I will admit. But some of the movies she's been in weren't that great, you know. She was more famous for her television appearances. But she did did lots and lots of cameos. She, um, She was originally in Dallas... Uh, apparently she was in Flamingo Road. I don't think we got that in Australia. But she did like Murphy Brown in the 80s. She, she did a lot of appearances in the 80s. Uh, and she was in Knott's Landing as well. But um, she was sort of, I guess, just famous for being fucking gorgeous, you know. She did Kojak. She did Happy Days. Lots and lots of TV appearances. Mork and Mindy. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, she look, did. Mm, mm. She there was had a, a movie very she look. did. There was a yeah, movie go. she did called Deadly Illusion in 1987 with Billy D. Williams. That yeah, looked that okay, would, but that, it looked pretty yeah. shit. I don't know. Sounds awful, doesn't it? Sleeping Beauty in 1987. Yeah. yeah. And Falcon Crest. I remember her in Falcon Crest. I loved that. Yeah. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, very camp and and just sort of. Uh, yeah, very – there's something extremely 80s about her. Big hair, lots of makeup, shoulder pads, gorgeous, gorgeous blonde and sort of um, – it was almost like she was completely – she had sort of a, a, a star persona. She was mm. originally born like uh, Patsy McClenny from Texas. Wow. And she totally not – Patsy McClenney in any of her roles no. or interviews or anything like that. She sort of was like this, like a silver screen star, but like in the 80s. It was a really interesting phenomena she was. Absolutely. So we've got mm. the number nine, um, which is one of yours as well. And I don't know what you want to call this one, but we'll play the theme song anyway and it'll give you a clue. Mm. Yeah. 
Fucking love the love guitar. Love that though. song. Yeah. I love that song. So I'm confused about this one. Heartthrob Why or bombshell? I hmm? didn't know anyone that found him sexy. Mate, he was. He was really? absolutely like a yeah, he was like a teen idol. He was like a heartthrob. Remember, like with uh, he did Teen Wolf as well. Michael J. Teen Fox. Wolf. Yeah, Michael J. Fox, of course. So, I mean, he was hot property because of family ties and he started crossing over into films. So he started doing Back to the Future. And I think sort of it wasn't, even though in Family Ties, which was really a family sitcom, um, he carried it. Alex P. Keaton was a huge fucking star, you know, um, and uh, star character, you know, and sort of he, he was able to cross over successfully into film, very successfully. Secret to My Success, um, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, and he, they were very sexualized films. So you were watching a sort of teenager having affairs with girls, having affairs with older women, and they were sort of sexualizing that, kind of Alex P. Keaton character, you know what I mean? He he sort of he sort of had the baton passed to him. He was like a sort of Mickey Rooney character. Remember Mickey Rooney? Mickey Rooney was really your first teen idol, you know, from the from the 50s and before that. Where it was like a little guy, he was a teenager he was cute and blah, 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 but like part of, you know, girls and women, they they sort of longed for him. Michael J. Fox, this is my theory, really picked up that baton and he became the kind of next sort of little guy heartthrob. Because apart from that, you had like, you know, men with moustaches and beards and they were tall and they were out fighting and fucking drinking and womanising. Michael J. Fox, it wasn't that. He was a nice guy. He was a good guy. He was a teenager. He sort of was the guy that used to get sort of sand kicked in his face. But, like, women women wanted to care for him. They wanted to look after him or something, you know what I mean? And that's my angle with this one. What do you reckon? Yeah, I can't see it. I mean, after 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 Mickey Rock was in Nine and a Half Weeks and Rumblefish and all that stuff. No, just, Mickey Rooney. Oh, Mickey Rooney. Oh, fuck, sorry. I thought you said Mickey Rock. Yeah, I do agree with Mickey Rooney. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought you said Mickey Rock and I'm like, what? I what? might have said Mickey Rock because I'm a fuckwit, but, but yeah, Mickey I Rooney. Don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mickey yeah, Rooney, yeah. yeah, totally, totally Mickey Rooney. mm yeah, absolutely. I really see that parallel. but um, I do, yes. Look, I love Michael J. I, I remember there was a kissing scene in Teen Wolf where they get locked in the cupboard and he's got to – remember they go to the party and they get, they get locked in the fucking cupboard and they've got a kiss, they've got a pash and it's him and his friend – and it's like they haven't thought about it before, but it's like, oh, we better kiss and sort of get him off our back. And I remember when they kissed in the cupboard, 
something stirred inside of me, Sammy, I've got to say. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, because I didn't it was find him first, sexual at all. Because it was the first time I thought of him in that context. And the only time? No, you know, like in, in um, Secret to My Success and stuff, he was shagging. Yeah, right. You know, but mm. it, I remember really clearly that moment of like, oh, fuck, okay. I'd never thought of him, you know, kissing and getting it on with w- women and stuff. You, you sort of, you saw yourself in him as a young bloke. Like you saw yourself in Michael J. Fox as yeah, a young yeah, yeah. bloke. Because cause he, was, he was getting picked on. He, you know, he was always the subject of bullying and fucking men, you know, grown men were fucking trying to put it on him and he was trying to outsmart them or, you know what I mean? He was, he was like an underdog, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, were, you were rooting for him or just wanting to root him? Yeah, know? right. Never. Never. Yeah. All I right. mean... I I don't know anyone that thought of that. I think Michael was like part of the marketing for Back to the Future and they went together but you never wanted to root him. Yeah. I might be wrong but I was a bit older too so I may not have got the memo on that but as soon as I saw him as Alex then I discovered that that character, I just couldn't shake that character. Yeah, right, right, right. See, he had... He had such huge popularity um, with Alex P. Keaton that that's actually what what got him brought over to film because it wasn't – remember it wasn't um, originally him in that role. It was – Yeah, it was someone oh, else. Oh, we've talked about this we before. Have. And, and he, sort of, he sort of filled the role – um, and it was the redhead actor. I can see him in my mind. It was fucking original. I'll, it'll, I'll, I'll look it up in a moment. But, um, yeah, Marty McFly. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Who played Marty McFly? And they, they, they filmed heaps of scenes and Robert Zemeckis just wasn't happy with the casting. And they were like, nah, we have to... Um, we have to recast this, and and they went and cast um, uh, Michael J. Fox, and fucking the rest is history. It was huge, hugely popular, hugely popular. He had really film good timing, really good timing with his dialogue, and just knew he just looked natural, you know. And he he just looked. To be honest, he was Marty, he was fucking Alex P. Keaton his whole career. Yeah, he that's right. Did it, he did it so fucking well. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. I would rather have rooted Mallory, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think she's a lesbian. Maybe. I'm not sure. Wasn't Justine Bateman, um, didn't she turn out to be a, a, a lesbiano? I think she might have been. She's, uh, yeah. I loved her as a kid. Yeah. She was yeah. another bombshell. She was incredible. She was like the dumb one to the smart one, you know, like that. The dynamics in that bloody family ties were incredible really when you think about it. Yeah. You know, they had the sort of really smart guy that didn't fit in and then Mallory who was super dumb but super pretty and then the baby the in between was sort of intelligent but not all, you know, it was just really good dynamically. And the parents were amazing too. Like they were great comedians as well. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. They so, had a really good chemistry. The, the the actor who I was trying to think of was Eric Stoltz, the redheaded Eric Stoltz. actor, who was another big another big eighties uh, icon. But he he sort of didn't get the comedy. He was playing it really straight. He was playing it as if it was a. A, a fucking sci-fi, a fucking time-travelling psycho, uh, psycho, time-travelling sci-fi film, mm-hmm. and it's a co- it's a comedy, really. Like, look, it's it's that film is fucking is is Michael J. Fox. It rides on his charisma. Absolutely. That that's why I can't see him as sexual because it's a marketing thing that goes with the whole brand, you know. It'd I be think, like sticking th- my dick in the movie. You, I just couldn't. I think do it. you got to be a young girl. I'm not saying I'm not fucking having a swipe, but I think I think it's sort of like a I'm 12 years old and oh, I've got a crush on him. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I just never knew anyone that did. I honestly, mm. well, like even when the movies were out, no one of my age, we were all going to Flashdance and shit like that. You know, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. But um, yeah, maybe maybe it was a. a the time thing, but anyway, we've got to move on because we're running over time. Now, we this are. last one is I love all of these guys. Um, Heartthrob had them on my wall. Heartthrob City, yeah, fucking gorgeous and brilliant musicians and a brilliant band. And this is one of their songs that some of you may not know, but it's one of my my favorites. Love it. 
Duran Duran. Fucking hell, they were hot, weren't they? Fuck. Hotter than shit, man. They were fucking, their first album is where they were fucking raging hornbags. That's yeah. so Aussie, hornbags. And yeah. um, hornbags. I I would have gone fucking all five for sure. Maybe we call this 80s hornbags. This 80s hornbags is awesome. <laughs> 80s hornbags is a good one. Yeah. Uh, I love this track. I love the bass line and. I love their darker stuff big time. I love their early stuff, you know. Yeah, it's just yeah, sort yeah. of they were fucking good. Like it's sort of it's almost like before they were obsessed with becoming the biggest band in the world, they were actually fucking great musicians. Yeah, well I think they were great all the way through though. Oh I yeah. I think Rio is amazing. Like Rio would pre on one of my top twenty albums. Rio, the mm. first album. In fact, I think it was Rio where I really fell in love with them and then I sort of went backwards. Yeah. Because I was a bit young for the first album and I'd heard Planet Earth and Girls on Film and I liked them but it wasn't until later on in life where I sort of got all this sort of gothic sort of floaty stuff that I went, oh, and, you know, Late Bar and stuff. The B-sides always interest me, you know. Yeah, yeah. But Hotty like Hot, they don't make bands like that anymore. No, that's right. Absolutely. You yeah, know. yeah. Heartthrob city, mate. Hornbag city. Absolutely. So can I just give a shout out to Baz's Energy Express? I did a radio interview in the UK last week because yep. my album that I released 10 years ago, I think they still played in the clubs over there, in the gay clubs. Mm. 24 hours and we had mm-hmm. a good old chat and the thing that came up for me, we just had a chat, it comes out tomorrow morning uh, UK time, I think it's 10pm on a Tuesday which obviously we're before that. Um, I he, he asked me, you know, who did you have on your wall? What was your poster on your wall? And the first thing I thought of was Marilyn, uh, Gender Bender Marilyn and I don't know where I went but I just got that same vibe just looking at my wall when, you know, gender benders were huge and so if you, if you want to look up Baz's Energy Express, I'm sure it'll be on SoundCloud somewhere. Fuck, that's exciting. Yeah, no, it was cute. It was very cute. Mm. Mm. And I really liked it. We had a good chat about music and he knew everything. I said, oh, I want you to play Marilyn's. Uh, track off one of the albums and he knew the album, he knew everything, you know. I wanted him to play Give It Up and he knew – and he's only young and he's a dance teacher and he's really great. So oh, hi, great. Baz, and he listens to our show. He loves it. Bazza. Baz, yeah, he's gorgeous. Awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so that's our show for this week. That's our show while we're talking about the UK. G'day to all our UK listeners. G'day to all our subscribers all around the world and all our Patreons. You can become a Patreon for very, very cheap. Yeah. And for for like $10 a month, you get the extra episodes. That's right. Fuck yeah. Which is awesome. They're all all X-rated. They are. Yeah, fuck. Behind the curtain shit. Yeah, we talk like this and fucking, you know. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah and so get I'm, amongst it, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I reckon when we finish the wedge, we could, I'll, we'll come over to yours and do. It's always great to be in the same room. I think, like, and do commit, yeah. like you know, we've done really well with COVID, but we've also got to be careful that we don't get sick before a show. You know, it's just so tricky at the moment. Ah, oh, uh, yeah. Every show is precious at the moment, you know. It's really important. Yeah, to, it is. Absolutely. For, and especially for bands like us, which are very easy to book, like people will go and watch 80s. It's sort yeah. of, I, I guess, in a way the industry looks to us sort of start getting the ball rolling and because if you can't fucking get a gig for an 80s band, you're in trouble, you know. So That's right. Um yeah, it's it. Yeah, there's there's a bit of a, a feeling of a sense of duty or whatever to get out there and you know go out to the the cities and start playing out of Melbourne. We, we haven't been able to do it for two years, so it's really no, exciting. No, and it's going to be great fun because mm. we. It's just such a great show with all the video clips and and it's just going to be so exciting. To do a gig, I'm, I mean, I remember feeling the other night. Okay, I'm ready to go back on stage now because at the mm. start I was happy to sit at home, you know, mm. and do whatever. Yeah. But then it was like, nah, I'm over it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not you're not living with a purpose if you don't sort of work again. You know, or get on stage. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just under a year since last time we played the wedge in sale, so it's a little bit of an anniversary yeah. for us as it well. It is. Yeah. Very, very it is. exciting. Mm. Yep. Beautiful, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Write a little comment in the comment section if you can. Follow us on whatever platform you can. We're on over ten different podcast platforms. So why just follow us on one? We might come out slightly earlier on another. I yeah, know well, that that's, I, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I subscribe to... Uh, Podomatic and on um, uh, Spotify podcast. Oh, yeah. Apple, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of them because do. Apple's usually oh, well, Podomatic's first because that's our distributor. But that's right. Um, Apple, iTunes. I think Spotify takes a little while longer. Yeah, and yeah. just different countries. It all it all is always different. But yeah, it gets that's out right. there eventually. And you can sort of stream from your Apple Watch on uh, Apple Podcasts. Ah, yes, yeah. you can. Mm. You can. A lot easier. A lot easier. Absolutely. Anyway, now, well, if you want a Patreon awesome. as well, it's patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. So you can find us there and throw us some money to keep the lights on. That would be cool. Do we have a donations link, Sammy? Yeah, do, we Like do. if people want to chuck money in because I caught up yeah. with some friends on the weekend and they said we want to make a donation. So what's the link? It's just PayPal button. So if you go the80smontage.com, there's a PayPal button next to the um, Patreon button. It's pretty mm. easy to find. And yeah, you just yeah. Pay, you just PayPal and then that will go into, the, to, into you know, Podomatic. And all donations made go directly to the production. We don't spend them on drugs or lollies or no, anything. So. lollies. No, we don't. Yeah, yeah. So they go directly towards the production every time. So good on you guys. We're grateful for every dollar that comes in. We love you absolutely. very much. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll see now, you on the weekend, guys. Yeah, can't wait. Come down to sale. Come down to the wedge. Be fun.
Very exciting. And if it's music mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. <laughs>